0: End of the month, Ms. Johansson. I'll, uh, I'll take my uh, payment, please.
1: Just a second, dear. I'll go fetch it.
0: Yeah, I got the papers pretty much on time and mostly in your mailbox, so, uh, you know, it's, uh...
1: Conrad Phillips. Huh? Who's that? I'm, I'm right behind you.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I was pretty... T- I'm, I woke up real early. Let me just kind of slowly turn around.
1: <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. You're a fine paper boy, Conrad but how, Thanks. Would, how would you like to be the ultimate paper
0: boy? Ugh, oh, this is just kind of a like a summer thing. Like, I just need a little bit of scratch to, you know, get some candy. Maybe get a second-hand car, impress the ladies.
1: Imagine it, Conrad. You could throw... You could sidearm a paper from a mile away, perfectly getting it in the mailbox. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it requires Roll that much skill. papers with such speed that... You would put all the other paperboys to shame. You could be the first in a new line of news-delivering systems. I'm Nick Fury, and I want to welcome you to S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, superhuman, information... Entertainment, and logistics division. Which actually makes sense in this continuity, and not in my original show. (laughs) But never mind that. What say we get started on a harsh training regimen. Uh, a couple months' ooh. time, I can get you your own villain. Ooh, but can't, do I get that cool motorbike? Uh, we'll,
0: we'll start you with a laser scooter. Surely you mean a razor scooter. No, I think you'll find the laser scooter much more appropriate for your tasks. That does sound pretty good. All right, I'm in.
1: Great. Let's get your training started. Oh, you've done well to reach my lair ultimate paper boy but you'll find the xeroxer to be not so easy prey i've kidnapped your best friend and your bicycle and you can only save the one i'd say that you're done
0: printing it's time to cut you up now who do i save this is just like the time that there was three for one meat tuesday down at the pier
1: get your meat get your meat it's tuesday three for one meat tuesday (laughs) oh man
0: which meats so many meats (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right then, all right that's it i think we <laughs> well, got it that,
0: that was a fat load of garbage it was <laughs> <laughs> even after editing i think that one's gonna be a real issue uh
1: are you, okay <laughs> <laughs> are you okay with this issue
0: of the Carton
1: Cast? Are you okay with it? I'm, I'm fine with it. All right, if you edit it up and it's garbage, and we need to do another one, that's that's fine. I'll just come. That back paper on That paperboy really was a menace, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I mean, he he wasn't uh, willing to accept the change of the times, the information age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. The Spider Man. Spider Man. Uh, should we just get started on it? Did we have any s- tangents? <laughs> I don't. I don't see why not. <laughs> All right. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cartoon Cast. My name is Ben. My name is Zane, and this is the podcast where we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. Nailed it. Uh, with uh, With great podcasts come great reasoning ability. Flip flip. Yeah. Flip flip. I, I do like that catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> flip yeah. flip. And Zane, what are we What are we talking about today? We
0: are talking about Ultimate Spider Man, the most recent animated incarnation of Spider Man.
1: Yeah. Based and, uh, on the b-
0: character Spider Man.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, before <laughs> we get started on Ultimate Spider Man, let's, let's, let's digress a little bit. We, you know, we've talked about Batman. We've talked about Teen Titans. We've talked about Batman. And we've talked about Batman. I don't think that we've ever really talked about Spider Man.
0: We haven't done a deep dive. We're, we're DC people by nature, I think. Um, At least by training. Like, by with trade. our dad's comics. Yeah, by our apprenticeship in the comic minds. Right. But Marvel We is, also uh, joined Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, well, we're in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's a different S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it's like, it's like three E's. <laughs> yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> like a cover band.
1: <laughs>
0: S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like E3's like, booth at S.H.I.E.L.D. or vice versa. S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. Let's go with S.H.I.E.L.D. Zane, we're talking about Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, so Spider Man is in you know the Marvel series of of comics originally, and show notes. You know, you you <laughs> ben, people know who Spider Man <laughs> is, but it's like you grow up reading comics. If you're only used to reading comics from one like universe, and every comic now has a ton of crossovers, and you're kind of lost if you're not steeped in it, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to switch over to Marvel. Um, but with the huge surge of movies in the recent time, it's become easier than ever to like understand. And Spider Man in particular is such an easy like.
1: It's so accessible
0: spot because we everybody knows the basics because we've had like three Spider Mans in the past two decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in movies alone, um, the weirder stuff that happens in Spider Man tends to happen later. And even if it's complicated, everyone will scream and repeat things a million times. Right, and also like all of his villains are very straightforward. Like, yeah. his, he's called the Vulture. He looks like a Vulture. He can fly like a Vulture.
1: This is, uh, yeah. So I, this, I don't this, need this, a lot
0: of <laughs> exposition here.
1: Yeah, and, and this is kind of one of the things that I really like about Spider-Man. You know, when, we, when we're dealing with Batman, you have all the whole Justice League, and we're probably going to be fighting Darkseid or Thanos, or, well, probably not Thanos. Well, maybe Thanos. but Darkseid is Thanos. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. The, the, the point is, Batman is situated to take on much larger villains and kind of but like when he's kind of down to the ground and dealing with the Joker or um or uh Poison Ivy or anything like that or Two-Face like those are all Spider-Man level villains you know and yeah they they both have an impressive rogues gallery of people about the same power level right but what I really like about (laughs) Spider-Man is that at least you know for a while in my mind He's much better suited toward those kind of low-level villains. Mm-hmm. Like, that. the whole personification of the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, I really dig that. And yeah, because he's just trying to do whatever good he can. He's, he's the everyman superhero. Yeah, it's
0: like how the Flash will, you know, shake hands with everybody in town, because he can do that super fast. But Spider-Man can do that, and he's not super fast, so he's just, like, taking a lot of time out of his day to be a good guy.
1: I'm just an ex-con trying to get my kids back. he's just uh yeah and that's that's what i've really always enjoyed about spider-man is that he's very relatable and very accessible Mm -hmm. um you know this this spider-man fascination started for me with the what was it 2001 2002 this is the movie that
0: sort of kicked off the superhero boom uh if we ignore renaissance and we can ignore x-men we're allowed to with it we're within our rights I mean, the Marvel Universe does now, so. All the time. Yeah. Excepting Deadpool, I suppose. God, did
1: you see Deadpool 2? Oh, of course I did. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's like, I know, well, we're gonna- Like they nailed the sequel game. Let's keep Deadpool on the back in the back pocket, because I'm gonna need to reference him later. Don't want him anywhere near my back pocket. I want him everywhere near my back pocket. <laughs> uh, Hansa, that's a handsome uh, mask. Uh, but in any case, in 2002, Tobey Maguire hits the theaters as Spider-Man and, uh, you know, there, there's been a lot of stuff said about how like, you know, I know that it kind of caused a big flame war at the time. It's like, this is not my Spider-Man. My Spider-Man, you know, makes a lot of one liners and zingers and, and whip, whip, you know, he's kind of a comic book action hero Mm -hmm. and not really a grim, dark sort of brooding like, hero with a bunch of personality defects. (laughs) Um, But I really like that version of him. I really like the version of him where we really got the fabric of Peter Parker as a flawed, trying-to-do-his-best coming-of-age story with a strong responsibility arc. And, you know, it really fit with that realistic kind of uh, groundedness to all of his fights.
0: Peter Parker is always a man pushing against... The era he lives in, um, yeah. So in when he was originally designed, uh, you know, being a nerd or being you know smart or sciency, that'll get shit kicked out of you in school. Sure, mm-hmm. I can accept that premise. Flash always shoving him into lockers. You look at two thousand two Spider Man. Think about the time; it was just after nine eleven um everyone was fiercely you know proud and nationalistic and and sure of themselves right don't you can't question what we're doing we have to do this x y z mm. that spider man very unsure of himself going back and forth between you know love interests between uh all the different things in his life he didn't he didn't really have a strong sense of of purpose he was just trying to do the good thing you flash forward to the Today's Spider-Man, you know, Tom Holland in, in that movie, he's just a good guy in an era when everyone's kind of turning on each other. He is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man.
1: I, 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 I appreciate <clears throat> you connecting 9-11 to this. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that it's as era-specific as you're making it out to be. To me, it's more a consequence of what Spider-Man is inherently. The friendly neighborhood mm-hmm. Spider-Man persona has always been low level and has never been kind of cosmic threat despite what Marvel versus Capcom will have you believe. <laughs> like, I-, I think he does belong inherently as a conflicted individual, as a teenager trying to figure out what, a su- what he can be as a superhero, despite still having a bunch of teenager conflicts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I saw in the 2002 version. That's what I saw in Homecoming. Not really what I saw with Andrew Garfield, but we're not too worried <laughs> about that. Uh, did you happen to see Homecoming?
0: Not yet, um, but I really liked him in Infinity War, and I, I liked strongly him in, uh, recommend you seeing Homecoming. I, 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 I'm starting to believe that it's going to be my favorite, and I'm just sort of pushing that off a little bit until after we talk about this because
1: I need to give this guy a fair shake, and it's not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to give him a fair shake. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that has more of a consequence of you know, his character, but that's okay. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know if that's so era specific as to be like connected to nine 11. I think it's more just like, he's a conflicted individual because you're marrying the notion of just trying to be a normal kid growing up and figuring out, you know, girls and your friendships and your body all at the same time while at the same time having much more responsibility than you're capable of like this is a very Mm. coming-of-age superhero a very maturity specific superhero and that's what that's part of what makes him so relatable and so marketable to a teenage market and you know spider-man
0: he's called spider-man he's almost always this like you know late teens kind of guy he's very much always trying to grow into his own shoes
1: yeah, absolutely, um, and that's
0: and that's sort of the conceit of this show specifically. I mean, it started like that. I, I don't know how <laughs> it did start like that, and then it just kind of became, "Hey, guys, Spider-Man's still here."
1: <laughs> yeah. So, how did you feel about this show overall? Let's let's talk about the the production real quick. Sure. And I've got a couple more Spider-Man kind of things that I want to say, but like as a as a concept and not specific to the show. Yeah. But we we can kind of wait for yeah. our, wait on that a little.
0: Yeah, so so uh, Ultimate Spider-Man ran on Disney XD. Uh, does that stand for something, or is it just because it looks like the face?
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no. From 2012 to 2017, so this just ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the comic book series of the same name, which ran from 2000 to 2009 as part of the Ultimate Marvel line of comics, which are just, you know, retellings or updated versions of the classic properties. Right. Um, the third and fourth seasons of this show have their own different subtitles, uh, Web of Shadows and Versus the Sinister Six. There was definitely some sort of tonal shift here, um, but I don't know if it merited adding the confusion of making I didn't, them. I didn't see the
1: tonal shift.
0: Um, I, I I saw a disappearance of like Spider Man's doing his in his head chibi thing, or you know the the Family Guy cutbacks. Um, I think those largely went away.
1: I that was not my experience. Maybe it's just a <clears throat> on episode basis. I only watched one episode in the third season, so maybe I just got unlucky. Hmm. Um. The writer from the comics, Brian Michael
0: Bendis, who also did uh, Ben Ten and Generator Rex. Mm. Uh. And uh, that, that uh, shows. And, wrote and produced this, yep. uh, as well as the Mind Behind the Batman animated series, Paul Dini. So what we have here is the makings in every way, you know, the the money, the studio, the people, uh, to create a very by-the-numbers superhero animated show.
1: Yeah, and in some ways, I think that's what they did. I think so.
0: Um, there's definitely, like I mentioned, a couple of wrinkles in the way that this tells its story compared to other superhero shows, but I think it all kind of evens out.
1: Okay. Um, my reaction to the production history, I was going to tell you kind of what I, what I think is the most difficult part of this to me. Uh, so the comics, Ultimate Spider-Man, came out in 2000. The cartoon... Ultimate Spider-Man came out in 2000, what was it, 11, 12? Uh 12. 2012. Now, Family Guy was created in 2005. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what you see in the reception of these two properties, Spider-Man Ultimate and the cartoon based on it, Spider-Man Ultimate almost universally critically acclaimed. Spider-Man Ultimate, the cartoon, real mixed reviews. And a lot of the reviews that I've read up on is specifically because of this need to do a lot of one, one-liners, like, in kind of rapid-fire succession, plus wacky situations, plus family guy cuts. I think that they were maybe, like, imitating the market at the time when they created this show. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that for me is that I know Spider-Man to be a conflicted individual, and that has an amount of drama or pathos to it that I think trying to do a bunch of, like, one-liner goofiness really gets in the way of.
0: Yeah, it didn't come through as well as it as it could have. I think adaptations from comics generally don't work as well. You know, you even look at something like a really good show like Teen Titans, the source material was also super acclaimed. Um, here, I don't know, I think... I didn't mind the family Guyness of it, at least uh, for a while. Um, but the quips, the problem with the quips is that the dialogue was, this is some of the worst dialogue. It's so <laughs> this bad. Is, this is a really bad dialogue. It's so bad.
1: It doesn't make any sense a lot of the it's time. Just, it's poorly written and generic and, like, lazy. It, it is extremely lazy. You know, they, they didn't, it doesn't seem like they proofread.
0: Because you look at, uh, you know, Spider-Man dialogue in the comics, and there will be a pun or some, like, bravado kind of thing
1: oh he just never shuts up
0: you'll also get like there will be character coming through
1: they didn't spend enough time on his character well it's just that if you're gonna make 51 liners they can't all be introspective and like defining of your character sometimes they're just gonna suck and they not making 51 liners in an episode was off the table apparently like they just they needed to continuously (laughs) have him just Just shouting a stream of bullshit from a message board, it seems like. Yeah, he webs a guy and shoves him up toward
0: the ceiling. Uh, You know, going up, hit him to the ground. Going
1: down, to the left. Take it back now, y'all. You know, just like, constantly doing this. It it reminded me of the scene in Austin Powers when Austin can't figure out the quip that he wants to use. So he just says all of them. And the first (laughs) one is good, and the other three are all nonsense. I don't remember that bit. Like uh, the the guy goes into the tank of sea bass and he loses his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, (laughs) not a good time to lose
2: one's head.
3: Oh, indeed. That's not the way
2: to get ahead in life. No. It's a shame he wasn't more headstrong. Mm. He'll never be the head of a major corporation.
3: Okay, that'll do.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) It's just like he doesn't know when to stop.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he's so dumb. Like the the first one got a laugh, so I better keep doing this. Yeah, (laughs) if I just push the comedy button, more laughs will fall out. That's what I'm saying. If you know, that's the sort of thing that a dumb teen would do. But
1: that dumb teen doesn't come through anywhere else. Yeah, and he doesn't mesh with the serious part of Spider Man at all. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't mind him doing a one liner, but just like knowing to pump the brakes. Yeah, because it robs it of stakes of the of the scenario. Let's let's bring to mind a, an example of where this worked. Teen Titans. Yeah. We had a show that was tonally, like, okay, so it's borrowing from very serious comics, but it is, the cartoon was tonally set up to hi- handle either serious moments or silly moments. Right. And was, you could do both in an episode, but they knew how to, like, segue out of one to another. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, so... Yeah, whenever the... When the tension is released, this is the evolutionary purpose
0: of laughing. It's to show that the tension is gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's no tension to release in a lot of this show. It's just release. Yeah, someone's trying to suck the air out of an empty tire. <laughs> someone's poking a rubber band like, why won't it flip, flip? <laughs> so yeah, uh, I actually kind of hated the show. <laughs> like, I, okay, I think it was. I think this is pretty bad. <laughs> Which you is know, a shame. I, because there are a lot of good points to it, but they yeah, just. I think it did a lot of things right. It just doing a lot. Like, it did a lot of things right, but there's so many cardinal sins that are just unforgivable to me. <laughs> and, and we can get more into that, but I wanted to make it clear I fucking hated this show. <clears throat> mm hmm. Um, how did you feel about it? You know, despite the over-quippiness, I think
0: it, it, it wasn't necessarily a good Spider-Man adaptation, although I, I liked it a lot more than you did. Um, I think it was a true. Spider-Man adaptation. The character felt real in his superhero form and as Peter Parker. Peter Parker just never came through when he was a superhero.
1: I um, disagree,
0: but we can talk about that when we talk at, about it. At the him. end
1: of the day, I think it is a solid if standard superhero show. Okay. And and I think that like that's where it started and then it just fucking dug its own grave with the tonal mismatch of trying to get this, you know, it's, new rapid-fire joke kind of formula going and it it, it doesn't work here
0: it's like you know how on the simpsons like original simpsons they did like dozens of rewrites to get the script super crisp yeah and modern simpsons you know clearly isn't but it's still fine i think that's sort of what we're looking at like maybe the element the elements are there the action scenes are better than ever tons of characters fun crossovers good voice acting
1: but like Needed another take at that script, man. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a script, and it's not like the the the, the, the plots. I feel like are fine because they're all coming from a comic book, or at least mm-hmm. like you know that's where they're drawing their material font from. The, and that's the all scripts. That's all the, fine. The, the plots are also troublesome because characters act in ways that
0: just don't make any sense. It, the, it's the
1: writing that's bad. Yeah, yeah. which is weird because these are generally good writers. Uh, I can't really explain it. Do you think just
0: they got together and like I want to do something that's more like Batman the animated series? And like, I want to do like something that's more like interests. Generator Rex. Yeah, too <laughs> and many they cooks. just sort of
1: met in the middle and it didn't work. Right, I could see it. I'm not sure exactly what fucked up here, but something did. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you look over here at your carburetor, something's fucked up. We're not sure. <laughs> yeah, what. this is just
0: all. There. This is all bad. <laughs> Looks like a bunch of themes got in a fight. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, should we get into the the basic premise
1: and idea here? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, Peter Parker, is, is is he's just 14. Is um, he, He's your average kid, and no one understands. I forget where, where we were doing. Yeah, Peter Parker, so he... It's actually... Here's the thing. Yeah. The, the show
0: assumes you know who Spider-Man is.
1: Which it should, and that's how Homecoming starts, and it's a good decision, because we don't want to watch that again.
0: Yeah, we don't start with an origin story. That's very refreshing. So mm-hmm. we're starting off on a strong foot. Uh, we see Spider-Man doing his spider thing. Great, low level baddie. Couple of quips. Absolutely. Action. S- quick. Quick problem. Quick. And a, a nice fly by of J Jonah Jameson as portrayed I, by J.K. Simmons. I only ever saw him shouting from TVs Parker. like he's Big Brother. Does he become a bigger character at all? No. Nope. <laughs> not, not that I could see. Don't need him. And uh, so Spider-Man's doing his spider thing, and he's offered a chance to join S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, by Nick Fury in order to get better gear, better training, to become the best version of
1: himself, a, a sort of ultimate Spider-Man, if you will.
2: Yeah, uh, and, what do you and think and of Peter that
1: And Spider-Man responds by flipping Nick Fury the double deuce and going, later boners, and just fucking like rocket power. He just like gets real mondo and just wanders away. It's like,
0: great power, great responsibility. And he's like, I don't want either of those. (laughs) Pass.
1: (laughs) I'm going to be a big fish in this small pond for a little bit, if that's cool. New York
0: City. This is where all the aliens invade. Yeah. So, um, I like, you know, okay, it it acknowledges Marvel Cinematic Universe is a thing, and it's big. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they tried to focus more on the comics, you know. Iron Man shows up and he's definitely not Robert Downey Jr. Um, Thor shows up and he's definitely not the way he is at the end of Ragnarok. But mm-hmm. um, what, what do you think of this introduction of the greater Marvel universe of Nick Fury of of this
1: idea? I'm, I'm, I'm torn on it because I don't think okay. that Spider-Man fits very well within the larger cosmology. I do think that he's much better when he's used sparingly for like an Avengers movie. But the, the rest of the time he's doing his own thing fighting Vulture and uh, Doc Ock and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that he makes more sense as a down to the ground hero of the little guy kind of thing.
0: He's a very social social hero. Yeah, whether he's quipping or
1: unsure of himself, he needs somebody else. There. And his stories are all about his publicity ratings <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like both Homecoming and um, and, uh, and and the 2002 movie are like all about how he's perceived by the public. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a very important part of Spider Man. Cause like, do you keep doing the right thing when you're not getting thanked for it? Um, yeah. So expanding it to a larger continuity where the public doesn't matter anymore, I found a little difficult. However, you can't focus on the uh, you can't focus on the public. There's too many
0: heroes to get to.
1: That's the thing is they're putting in all of the MCU into this cartoon, and I'm not immune to the charms of nostalgia and you know, you know, uh, crossover. You know, I like seeing Rocket Raccoon as portrayed in this universe. You know, I like seeing how Doctor Strange looks and, you know, how he would interact with Spider-Man. That's that's fun to me. So it it achieves a fun factor at the cost of like a personality factor is how I thought of it. Yeah, like
0: imagine if Super Smash Bros. wasn't actually fun to play.
1: Yeah, exactly. If If it didn't just kick ass. But that's the thing, <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. every character going into that kind of fits into a Nintendo, you know, wacky, dumb adventure kind of mold. Mm-hmm. Like, Kirby and, and and Star Fox and Yoshi are all, real. they're really in the same world, if you think about it. Yeah, it's that right mixture
0: of silly and serious. Nobody's uh-huh. going too far in either direction.
1: Right, but, but the entire MCU is so self-serious at this point, mm-hmm. with the exception of a couple characters, that it forces... A it it forces a constraint on everything that comes in. It's like get in or, you know, like fall in line, get in the MCU mold, or we're gonna have some problems. And as I found, we we have some problems. <laughs> yeah. He he starts off and he's like,
0: okay, yes, I'll be an ultimate Spider-Man, I'll work with Shield. Great, give me these gadgets, I'm gonna go off and do my own thing. And he's like, No, we're gonna stick you with a superhero team because everybody liked Teen Titans yep um, that's, a, so that's here, exactly why <laughs> <laughs> so here's your plucky cast and crew who you know that's exactly do, four of them you, you know you want to have some like teen angst against each other for a minute
1: <laughs> right but instead um, of
0: robin being the leader we have beast boy as the leader yeah it, ooh. uno so the first couple seasons you know the show follows this growth it follows his interactions with his new team um but it You know, Marvel property, balloons into crossovers, comic plot, the Avengers, Hydra, the clone saga. I could just start making up nouns. They might as well have happened. (laughs) Like, it balloons real quick. Um, I I watched the finale of season three. Mm. uh, And what it is, is um, it's a four-parter, actually, where Spider-Man and a bunch of heroes and villains get abducted to play, you know, over the stakes of New York City because the collector and the grandmaster are fighting them. And it's basically just a a good game of sentinels of the multiverse yeah uh and it works and it's actually really good but it bears no resemblance to the show it was at the beginning of season one
1: right and, and the thing that is the show that it was at this beginning of season one kind of worked for me mm-hmm. like not Same. entirely but the the scope of it was correct he was helping a new a new like it felt a lot like young justice Mm-hmm. Like the good parts of Young Justice where they're where Batman's taking control and he's like, "Okay, go on this mission and you'll be graded." You know? <laughs> and then they do it and maybe they fuck up a little, but after the end of it they kind of have gotten more um responsible. They they're, they're well, never touching, you know, they're never touching the serious stuff. They're always touching uh ground level kind of emergencies. And yeah, that team that. dynamic, just like Teen Titans, that team dynamic works for me. The team dynamic works because
0: at this stage they remember, oh, we need personality clashes to make an interesting story. And so they remember to write in the personalities of these characters. Yeah. Once once it gets to be so many characters, you know, you'll get kind of much more one-dimensional or one-dimensionalization of these famous characters, which doesn't serve anybody really. Like the <sighs> people who came to s- – the people who showed up to watch that cool character – from the comics, They're gonna feel cheated. expects a better treatment.
1: Right. I-, I still liked seeing them. Like, sure. As a cameo, I guess. Yeah, Not I'll as take a whatever I'm Yeah.
0: Marvel's trained me to sit through the theater.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I, I-, I don't know. I-, I think that maybe, like, this, uh, to me, this show tried to have the moon and the stars and failed to get out the front door. That's That's what it feels like. <laughs> like it, it wants the low-level emergency team-building exercise that is team titans and young justice and it also wants the grand cosmology world-ending threat that is the avengers and i don't yeah. i don't like those two stapled together ever i don't want that that's that's really bad
0: do you think that like watching this series straight through do you think it would have that sort of gradual build-up th- in a way that would work that's, or is just kind of all over the place?
1: That's a good point. I, I didn't consider that. I can't imagine it being gradual in a way that feels okay. Like, by episode three, they are off to Latveria fighting Dr. Doom. That's too big for episode three. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> right I, don't, I don't know about that. Sure. You know, in Teen Titans, at the end of season four or whatever, they are fighting actual villains, and there's, like, a huge kind of team-up, and it's, like, a potentially world-ending threat. That feels okay to me. And yeah, it feels se- earned. In season two, when they're fighting Brother Blood, oh, we're just talking about Teen Titans now, um, when they're fighting <laughs> Brother Blood, he's going to sink a city. Just one city. Just a city. Presumably, a city. the real heroes are off, you know, protecting the whole world. They're just trying to save a city, and that's the culmination of an entire two seasons of material. That is mm-hmm. so okay. Yeah. And it makes sense. And... Here, it's proportional with their abilities and with their scope.
0: Here, the the big name heroes, you know, Captain America and all that, they might give Spider-Man a little bit of guff, but at the end of the day, they're going to let him fight alongside rather than, you know, telling him every step of the way, like, this is not your level, You kid. don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this is why, like, it, the relationship in the movie between Iron Man and Spider-Man worked so well is because Iron Man's like look, kid, I'm going to die sooner rather than later. I need you to be the next generation. Please don't try to fight this generation's battle because we need you alive later. Yeah.
1: I love that when he's just like, no, 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 you don't talk right now. <laughs> um, oh, you didn't see Homecoming yet. There's a great scene in that. Where I he just, He just shuts Spider-Man down, and it's awesome. Zane, you're going to love it. Let's get into the characters. Because sure. I think that we set up like what my huge problem with it was, and maybe like it just didn't bother you as much. I I do think that I don't think that you could do this gradually enough to where I would be happy about it. I think that yeah, we can't. Would... To do so would mean that we don't get those tie-ins to Doctor Strange and the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, and that would require not... a complete restructuring of the plots
0: of all this show yeah and i don't think they were willing to play the long game in that way when they already had so many properties to
1: tie in from the movie and if we were going to do the small story these his team can't carry that weight like they're not a very good team no. they didn't bother like
0: fleshing them out and having him go out and like recruit people like they do in like x-men you know days of future past or or, or first class or whichever one they just like here's your team Yep, deal with them. Um, So I think overall there were some, there's some good voice actors. um, And also Drake Bell is here doing fine work, honestly. Um, It looks like a lot of the newer voice talent was taken from kids who worked on a different Disney XD property. Uh, It's a sitcom called I'm in the Band. Mm. Uh, But the villains and one-off characters are voiced by more standard voice actors, the kinds we've seen all over the place. And honestly, they're the highlights.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about, uh, let, let's talk about the, let's talk about the characters. Let's talk about Spider-Man first. Let's talk about Drake and Josh. Let's, yeah, let's talk about, okay. So I want to separate <laughs> Peter Parker and Spider-Man here. They're, they're clearly go- both going to be voiced by Drake Bell. And that, that I mean that, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like, if if it fits. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I didn't like it as much as I was hoping I would, but, you know, it, it's fine. He's... He looks younger than Tobey Maguire did when he was Spider Man. Yeah, the problem is just he's a real smirky boy, and that really comes through in the voice, and I just don't really like real smirky boys. Um we don't
0: have to go into you you know, we don't have time to go into depth on Drake Bell. Mm-hmm. Um I want the audience to go ahead and skim his Wikipedia page. <laughs> Give us I don't some of you looked at this. Uh so he's only thirty two and he's had the entirety of the celebrity roller coaster. <clears throat> child star. Acting and singing. Car accident that wasn't his fault. Car accident that was his fault. <laughs> Rehab, charity work, big fancy house, bankruptcy, repossession of big fancy house, rockabilly album, slasher film, Spider Man. That's a, that's amazing. <laughs>
1: that's like Yeah, he's he's This is one guy. Yeah, he's, he's happened. <laughs> yeah, he's a divorce and a child estrangement from uh from completing the circuit. <laughs> Completing the circuit, and then he can just uh, DiCaprio out of, out of the sleep. <laughs> DiCaprio, we're gonna we're gonna fork into he gets a miles per hour, junction. and DiCaprio
0: right out the moon.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. Waiting on that Oscar. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, we've got Peter Parker and Spider Man, and I want to dis- discuss them separately because you know part of what I like about Spider Man is his duality between hero and teenager. And in an ironic inversion, I feel like as Spider-Man, he is generally much more juvenile than he is as Peter Parker. It's
0: not just in comparison versus the more mature heroes either. He's just like, I don't want to self-improve. I don't want to be more effective because it sounds tiring and like, I've had a day and I'd like to go take a nap.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, not even that, like he's, he's. I don't know. He feels like he was played by Adam Sandler to me, <laughs> honestly. Like a little bit, a little bit, like in his Billy in his Billy
0: Madison days or
1: Savvy Gilmore days, where like the opening sequence is him just like jerking it to a bunch of inanimate objects. <laughs> like okay, it's really, been
0: a while since I've seen the uncut version of that
1: film. <laughs> I, only, I only saw, I saw it, I rewatched it recently to see how it was. How does it hold up? Not very good, Zane. <laughs> Why? But there there are there are moments that still get me. Like the, uh, it shouldn't have been standing there. That uh, that always, that always cracks me up. But yeah, it's, um, oh God, yeah. He, he's just, he's such a, he's such a, he's such a juvenile little kid in his Spider Man persona. He's constantly, he's constantly just making fun of and mocking and trash talking his own teammates. Yeah. And like not listening to them and being extremely impatient and like, Across the board, like everything Generator Rex, like just, you know, put a wrestling mask on Generator Rex and, and I feel like we have what Spider-Man is. Yeah, he's got all the
0: gravitas of someone who's never lost anything. Like he's just the cockiest guy and he sees it all as a game. And so he just he can't take it serious. It's it, it,
1: He's he's pretending he's Deadpool. Oh, and he's not. No, he's he's not at all. And, and like, it's not a property that really supports Deadpool, because half of it's the MCU. And the MCU yeah, doesn't you know, really traffic with that very well, unless it's a Deadpool sque- story, and we can make fun of it the whole time. But it's not. It's sque- an MCU squeaky story. Clean
0: Captain, squeaky clean Captain America. You know, Deadpool, yeah, I'll see him at the
1: family reunion, but he's not coming to Thanksgiving. All right, I was getting a little weird, but <laughs> that, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, so Spider-Man didn't work at all for me. Um... There's there's no emotion to this character. He's just a joke machine, and I hated it. Hated it, hated it, hated, hated, it for, hated it. And as for Peter Parker? Um, I mean, aside from just smirking the entire time, I thought he was okay. I think he's better. Him him yeah, kind of he's... being a mouthy teen works because he is a mouthy teen. Sure. Yeah, so so yeah, he's, he, it's I mean, okay. he's allowed to. There's no stakes to it, so like, eh, let boys be boys. Yeah, and, and like I still found him kind of grating because like Tino from The Weekenders, he talks to the audience every so often. Mm -hmm. And he's got like this weird affectation of like, remember how in Generator Rex, he used a bunch of lingo that wasn't cool because he, you know, he, he, he was like estranged from his, his periods, his time periods, like youth. So -hmm. he didn't know what cool was except through like TV. So he got a really weird beat on what cool meant. Whenever Peter Parker or Spider-Man is trying to be cool to me, he looks like such a shit. Like, he (laughs) looks like such a um, fronting, like, toxic masculinity depiction of somebody who just, it's like what you think should be cool when you're in high school, but the person who's doing all of it has no filter and doesn't understand, like, that he's pissing everybody off. Yeah, we all went through that self-narration phase. Sure. Like,
0: it's unbearable, but you know they'll grow out of it. And if they don't grow out of it, then the ostracism
1: but, but it's usually o- gets them. Yeah, and, and it's okay for Peter Parker to have that because he's growing and that's the Spider-Man story. And it's not really okay for Spider-Man to do that <laughs> because they're fighting a war <laughs> in outer space. <laughs> and I really don't need Spider-Man doing, like, weird Trying to do like weird card tricks to impress the bad guys while they're fighting a war and they're in a gunfight and he's like trying to make weird puns and having like
0: and also like he doesn't grow he he doesn't grow Mm -hmm. this is the character most known for like Spider Man he grows over time he learns from his mistakes (laughs) and he he acknowledges his mistakes and he he's self reflective and he cares about the people around him and this is none of that yeah this is just stock standard superhero and if, you, if you're if you just looking at it as like hey I'm going to watch a guy beat up some other guys it's fine it is but it never gets above fine
1: yeah and, and I would bother I would be less concerned with how Spider-Man or Peter Parker came across if like 90% of the time we weren't watching him talking to us yeah like he be such nice the, focus that sharing he the focus that he has to carry the lion's share of the blame here like all of yeah. the, all the blame or success of the show is on Spider-Man's shoulders, right? And he is uninterested in carrying it. Um, do we want to look at other characters? I don't sure. know who, because like huge cast, bunch of one-offs, uh, yeah. And as you nobody said.
0: really is very well fleshed out.
1: So, so the MCU characters, I thought they were like pretty cut and paste. But given that they were cut and paste, like they felt pretty well portrayed by cut and paste I don't mean from the properties that we're familiar with I just mean like you know when you're looking at a Hulk and sure. if that's as far as it goes that's fine because I like seeing a Hulk um, and, and then it you're is confused as far when
0: you're looking at Red Hulk and you're like is that is that the same guy is that
1: just like yeah did, did he get into the did he get into the formula or what why does he produce heat I don't <laughs> Hot I don't Hulk? understand what I'm looking at <laughs> you don't like Hot Hulk I don't get it <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and, like, the thing is, that's as far as that quandary goes, because, again, a f- like, not very much time is paid attention to any of these guys, so they can just show up, catchphrase it, show us what we want to see, and then they're done for an episode. I saw an episode with Doctor Strange in it. He was strange enough, you know? He was, he kind of had a pompous air to him, Um, yeah. but he he definitely seemed very learned, and that's as much character as I need. I don't need to know his personal background, I don't need to know... You know, kind of any of the stuff that would make a movie centered on him necessary to pull weight. All I needed to know is, that looks like Doctor Strange. He's doing some Doctor Strange stuff. Well, good enough. <laughs> yeah, and, and it That's is good enough. That's the low bar. And it is a well, it is low bar, but they set the low bar and then they clear it. Yeah, I'm perfectly, it works fine. I'm perfectly content when I'm watching anyone who isn't Spider-Man in this. <laughs> like remember sonic the hedgehog (laughs) oh yeah well what do you think of his main team so the team Um, uh let's let's list the voice actors um so we have uh white tiger yep and who who is uh who is white tiger uh caitlin
0: taylor love um the the main team were a bunch of people who were on that disney sitcom um nova is logan miller yep
1: um, so, and there are a few others, just kind of like, hey, you know, Disney knew these people. Greg, Greg this, Sipes. These are not Greg Sipes. Is Iron Fist, and also is the voice both of Michelangelo in the TMNT show, the the newer one. That's awesome,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: also um, Beast Boy. Beast Boy. So you know, like I always liked it when he showed up because that was a huge character break from what I'm used to him being a zany, off the wall personality, and having him be a subdued, Iron Fist uh, kind of mystic guy. I really like that.
0: Like yeah, he's just a great voice
1: actor and that really did a lot for the scenes that he showed up in. I heard an interview with him recently and he's just the most
0: stereotypical California gentleman I've ever heard <laughs> in my
1: life. Give me some traits
0: of the stereotypical California gentleman. Uh, you know, surfing, believes that all consciousness is one in the universe, man, <laughs> always traveling with his dog and like I love my dog and dog is god and they're, you know, <laughs>
1: Oh, it's so great.
0: <laughs> it's just like how do he, and like he's the reason that Beast Boy in the show is vegan or vegetarian That's or
1: amazing.
0: Yeah, so like That's so good. <laughs> he's every, he's everything you think he is.
1: Yeah. Man, how genuine a character
0: that person is. <laughs> I can't I I can't find myself getting mad at him. I just know that, you know, I don't want to talk to him.
1: <laughs> he he reminds me of a uh, that that depiction. Are you talking about like Zach from uh uh, uh, Fern Gully? Um, like, but better natured? Yeah, like, not as much of a pickup artist.
0: He didn't need to be told that the environment's a good thing. <laughs> he just figured it out because he looked? He's like, oh, the world, <laughs> like, we live in the world, and like, <laughs> the world needs us, but not as much as we need it, you know? <laughs> and like, but we are it. Because we're part of the world and the environment that we are. You know?
1: See, you're, I mean like you need to do like just a nor like a Greg Sipes impression, your Greg Sipes impression is way better than any of your character impressions. <laughs> I'll save
0: this one for another yeah, time. It, I'll save this for the next DD game. Yeah, put it to the ba- to put it to the side because I want you to bring it up again because it's pretty great. Uh Then, uh, and Power Man or or Luke Cage he he doesn't uh, have a voice
1: actor because he doesn't talk.
0: Ogie Banks. Yeah, it's not quite true, but. (laughs) Do you know why that character is called, uh, Power Man?
1: Uh, I watched the episode in which he decided that he was Power Man. Not historically, though. Oh, in the comics, it's great. Yeah, tell me. Because I actually like the Power Man-Iron Fist duo, the Heroes for Hire storyline. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: in the original comic, he's thwarting a villain, and the villain's like, how did you stop me? And he's saying, chalk it up to Black Power Man. And he's like, ooh, power, Black Power Man, I like that. And he's like, maybe just
1: Power Man. That's really good. <laughs> it was the 70s, but like... <laughs> Zane, it, it sort of reminds me of... Do you, so, do you remember the episode of Static Shock, where he goes yes. into the past, and he finds the black superhero from yesteryear? Who was like a disco era black power kind of <laughs> like almost black exploitation style superhero called, uh, Soul Power or
0: something like that. Oh my gosh. That's right. I love static. And Soul shot. Power
1: does like this great little dance that static, like, uh, Virgil Hawkins, like his dad remembers. You don't remember how he, superheroes were back in my day. And it's, I think Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, yeah, as the, as the dad, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Deliberately disobeyed me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just, like, talking about how great Soul Power was and doing the Soul Power dance. And it's like, oh, it's just a black exploitation episode. <laughs> and it's pretty great.
0: Uh, Static Shock is is a superhero show done super right.
1: Yeah, that's that's the... Like, he's kind of... Static Shock is sort of like a Spider-Man. Cause, yeah. Like, he is a... lot a, of similarities. He is, like, a, you know... Uh, he is, like, a modern, like, a millennial superhero. Um, who is down to the ground and he's got, you know, he's in the community helping out and, you know, it, 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 it mirrors his, uh, you know, coming of age transformation arc much better than almost all the times I've seen Spider-Man try to do it now. It seems, <laughs> although homecoming nails it. So you're, we're, we're good. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. that It was saved. Uh, so yeah, this, this is his team. Um, yeah. I didn't. We've got really Nova, the Living Rocket. Zane. D- does this character exist? Uh,
0: like in the comics,
1: I'm sure. Yeah, like you know this more
0: than I do, man. Uh, it's Marvel. I don't know it very well. I like. Mm. Who do I? How know? About White who, Tiger? I'm looking through my list. I'm like, who do I know here?
1: <laughs> I'll say this: I didn't like most of them, but I did like Iron Fist. Um, you know, say what you will about the Netflix show. Uh, I haven't seen it,
0: so you have to say what you will.
1: Apparently, season two gets better. The first season is real bad. (laughs) Like, everything that people are saying about it being garbage is totally true. I still like the character of Iron Fist, because I've read his comics, and he's way better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like that character, and the mystic mumbo-jumbo here, I think It's minimized. I don't don't really see it. Well, I I mean, just like his kind of constant, like, server... (coughs) surfer oneness with the universe attitude I feel like it actually fits here whereas when you try to do it with live action as a grown man as the head of a company uh, not so good yeah
0: I I honestly didn't see much of this team other than like hey we're doing action now
1: I I, I, I looked a couple episodes where we focused on one of the members and those were pretty good
0: yeah How, how would you distinguish between all of these like can you
1: map them onto a Teen Titans sort of thing Let me try. Um, so Nova is Cyborg. He's kind of a hothead with like a different team and he's trying to, he's always butting heads with the main guy. Okay. Um, we've got Power Man. You'd think it would be Cyborg, but in fact, he is, um, he's kind of a lot more like Robin. Like he's stoic and he kind of holds everything together. Mm -hmm. Uh, White Tiger is. very moody and kind of uses that to fuel her combat so we're talking raven right uh i guess greg Sipes is still beast boy <laughs> like i mean like the yeah. mystic kind of stuff is still there and but the personality is still a good match yeah um and yeah i guess robin is actually a lot or uh not robin um spider-man's a lot like starfire like, doesn't yeah. fit, is way too emotional to be, like, a competent leader. Not focused. But here, but here he is the leader. Yeah, because he's, you know, quote-unquote,
0: the most powerful.
1: Yeah. So, I, I think that's actually the mapping we're going to do
0: here. In the um, in that uh, contest of champions where the collector was picking heroes and stuff, um, he picked Spider-Man to be in every single battle. Yeah. Um, And, like, I'm like, okay, because it's just Spider-Man, this is a weird strategy. He's back-to-back fighting constantly. Mm -hmm. And the collector's like, he's my favorite, and he's the most tenacious. (laughs) I like that explanation. It works just enough. Yeah. If we're, like, crazy cosmic guy can do this. I do like Spider-Man better when his, um, you know, back's against the wall. Absolutely. And he he needs to toughen up, because he generally
1: pulls it out. The end of the first, of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, the first movie, is awesome for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's never defeated, he's never run up against, like, anything more than a mugger or, like, uh, somebody who stole a bike, you know? And then all of a sudden, there's someone on his level, and he has to rise above this new challenge. And he's just barely able to make it. And that turning point is is so good in so many ways.
0: Yeah, and here, he's been a big fish in a small pond for too long, and he wants to play with the big boys, and he's not ready, and, like, rather than learn from it, he's just dismissive.
1: Yeah, th- it's the dismissive attitude that really kills it. You're a superhero. Like, come on, guy. But he's not. Like, he- he's got the personality of a shithead, <laughs> not, yeah. of, not of a superhero. <laughs> And you know, every time every so often they'll try to shoehorn like a self sacrifice moment in there, and it doesn't play.
0: No. Cause we're not worried for him, because we don't like him that much, and also his name's in the title. It's just
1: so antithetical to how he usually is that I don't buy it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how about the rest of these characters? You know,
1: you got your classic, you got Mary Jane, we got Aunt May. Oh man. Dude, as soon as we get past episode five, they are so unimportant. They're gone. Yeah. More crossovers. It's and, and, you know, like, if that was the, the aim, that's fine. Like, I understand that they're giving up some stuff in order to do that other stuff. But at that point, you should drop the pretense about this being about Peter Parker in any capacity. Yeah, and it's a little bit of a shame. This is probably the least offensive version of Mary Jane I've seen. She's um, fine.
0: She's not bad. Aunt May I, I liked a lot as, like, this sort of, you know... You know, not quite into old age, but older lady who's just got a ton of free time. Yeah, Loves she's doing hobbies. she's like
1: grandma. She's like she's the living, grandma from Hey Arnold.
0: She's living her best life. Is what's happening? Don't don't you agree? Yeah,
1: she's like the grandma from Hey Arnold. She's got so Bef- many interests. Before
0: she went, uh, you know, before she got that jungle madness. She
1: <laughs> got yeah jungle <laughs> fever. Oh, that's something different.
0: <laughs> do we do we cut that out? I don't even remember. Eh, it's fine. Pe- people know uh, that I just that was a bad slip of the tongue. I hope. Um Aunt May is voiced by Misty Lee, who is married to Paul Dini mm. uh, who had a strong hand in the series. Yeah. Um but other than that, let's see. Agent Coulson. Um sure.
1: Yeah, he's, this is a bizarre choice. Voiced when did by Agents the same of Shield come out? Before this. That, after this? I during I, this I gotta I gotta look this up. I think it came out after around it. this. Season so the first came Avengers out. So the first Avengers came out the same year as Ultimate Spider-Man. So even then they were trying to shoehorn Coulson in as as someone important. It's trying like. to make me care about Agent Coulson. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's And it, it like he's fine on his own as like an extra, but like I don't need any screen time devoted to him. You have
0: Nick Fury. You got Nick Fury. You didn't Fury. die in this one. Just use, just use him. They,
1: the Marvel universe handles Nick Fury like radioactive material. They, they, <laughs> like they know they can't, they can't af- do him justice, so they don't try.
0: Well, they can't afford Samuel L. Jackson on screen for more than a minute.
1: And They can't afford Samuel L. Jackson, the person getting upset with them, because then you've got they Because then you've got Morpheus on your hands. You he's got, not
0: Morpheus. That's a different guy, Ben.
1: <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Yeah, that's
0: Lawrence Fishburne.
1: Damn it. Alright, hang on. Well, you've got you've got uh the hacker from Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah, you're
1: you're correct now, but yeah. you're not really doing your case well. You got uh uh Who who else like I feel like Snakes he's a bunch a of plane. badasses from a bunch of stuff and I can't remember where. He was the snake on a plane. <laughs> he was, yeah, his name was Snake, and he up. was on a plane. He was doing an airport,
0: an airplane ride. He was tired of those motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> on oh, <I'm> this motherfucker. On <laughs> this one. I am tired of those motherfuckers on this
1: motherfucker.
0: In this big, you know, aerial <laughs> In motherfucker. In this big motherfucker. On vessel this terrestrial motherfucker. motherfucker on I'm tired
1: of those sp- springy live motherfuckers on this giant <laughs> vessel motherfucker.
0: It's just a Matryoshka doll.
1: That's how he sees the world. It's it's like being John Malkovich where everything's a different version of a motherfucker. like He was transported to a Smurf world where every noun is a motherfucker. Motherfucker. Kyle betrayed me and then he lied, tried to hide, and he died deep inside, and you know the reason why. I think that's what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, those are most of the characters. I, I do think that they that the Marvel Cinematic Universe tends to try not to use Nick Fury, though. Like, I feel like they yeah, don't know if they can do him reason. good enough. Yeah. But Agent Coulson, you know, he's allowed to be as zany and dumb as he needs to be. And he's the principal now. Um, he- <laughs> sure. Like, whatever. I guess he wasn't he busy. Up, he
0: calls up like, hey, Marvel, I'm... uh." I'm available. You got any? You got any scenes
1: for me to be in? Yeah. You died twice. It's it's bad. Like, man. Whatever. <laughs> and then he says, "Flip, flip." Uh, the Fwip, janitor is, is Stan nice. Lee. Yeah, yeah. Stan Lee has a couple of cameos in this. Why not throw him in? Like, honestly, if we're going full crossover, yes, 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 yes. You He should, you should yes, be there. Why not? I'm Why glad. That's no, great.
0: <laughs>
1: um. And then everyone else. Yeah, and I think we've already talked about kind of how all the different characters from other crossover continuities are portrayed. And I generally like how they are
0: introduced. You know, if, yeah. if it's not the first time we're seeing somebody, they'll get like Spider-Man doing a voiceover like, whoa, you know, he's one tough customer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And like but- that's a, like with a splash image with their name out in it and them doing an action pose like it's a comic book because and that's pretty great. And Marvel knows now that they don't have
0: to explain everything. If I see a man on fire and he's a molten man, I know what I need to know. <laughs> I see, I see, Craven the Hunter. I recognize that as the name of a thing. Mm -hmm. He dresses like he's on a safari, he has glowing blades, and half
1: his dialogue is the word hunter. It explains itself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like, we're we're (laughs) past the point where we need to do an intro arc for anything. Yeah, which is uh, so refreshing. (laughs) This this series makes a lot more sense if you consider it a testing bed for the MCU to take place in a cartoon.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's that little in-between between the comics and the movies where, like... You know, maybe maybe neither of those were your
1: bag. Yeah let let's exp- let's explore the day to day of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think yeah, it's because- just the focus on Spider Man that lets us down.
0: I think so because, like, I I think there's a new Avengers show. I didn't look into it, um, but I mean, they're making know, these, a whole line of these. These are increasingly recognizable characters doing really fun plot lines. They have decades of comic book material to draw off of. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they they went in the wrong direction. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't write it very well.
1: Yeah, le- and let let me I want to kind of nail down a couple of the moments that made it pretty rough. Um, just just so that like we can kind of get a framework for why this works and then suddenly doesn't work. Sure. So like the one liner hero guy thing that Spider Man does in general, like as a comic book character, like our Andrew Garfield did an amazing Spider Man. Mm -hmm. it's fine on its own it's just when you cross it with the more self-serious aspects of the mcu that we start running into trouble so after joining up with the guardians of the galaxy in one episode they are on a chitauri warship and they're trying to take it out before a black 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 matter cannon fires onto the earth sure yeah okay that's fine like that's basically the plot of uh you know that that's basically what spider-man and Tony and and uh, Iron Man and uh, that one other guy did in, um, in the Infinity War movie, as they went yeah. and you know fucked up a battleship. Um, so after joining up with them, they bust open a door where a bunch of Chitauri soldiers are waiting for them, and they are all in battle action poses. And he and Spider Man goes, "Is this the way to the cafeteria? I'm starving." <laughs> I kind of like that one actually. <laughs> did you? Did you <laughs> okay, maybe this is just like our incompatible... Because that's clearly
0: nonsense, and I like it. I think the way you framed it made it seem funnier than it was. (laughs) Maybe. Like, like, one, that doesn't make... First off, you're giving away the fact that you're a high school student. Two, you're not going to have enough time to say all that. Three, this is clearly not the cafeteria. What's wrong with
1: you? It's not that it's not the cafeteria. It's like, where did that quip come from? Quip, quip. (laughs) <laughs> quip, quip. It it doesn't make sense. Like, what what about a ta- what about this is cafeteria? Oh, there's just a
0: long, line, there's just a ton of people.
1: That that and that's it. That's as that's far not as this. It <laughs> and it's not that the it's not that the one liner is bad. Like even a good one liner, I don't know if I would have handled it in that setting, in that scenario. It's mm-hmm. it's too serious. The world is at stake, and we're dealing with a bunch of characters who in the in this cartoon are portrayed as serious. Like, Star-Lord is not Chris Pratt here. He's, like, a no-nonsense super soldier with crazy high-tech gadgets. Right. We we can't have Spider-Man bouncing around like Deadpool around him. It just doesn't mesh. Is there a quip that would have been acceptable to you, or was it just that one specifically? I mean, it didn't do any favors that the quip was terrible, <laughs> you know? Back to the bad writing problem. It, it, ex- it, it multiplies Look, the problems that I already have with the show. Let's
0: replace it with some other generic lines, like... If you on Earth, you got to go
1: through us first. I don't know if I would have liked that either, but I or, I, I think it would have galled me less. Or um, you know, far out. Yeah! Yeah! Whoa! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chowabunga! Or just like you messed with the wrong planet. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. Um, or time to guardian something. Yeah, there's something that makes guardian. sense as a quip here, and I don't know what it is. And they didn't either. And we are... Like, I'm with the writers on this one. I'm not willing to devote any more mental energy to making a quip.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it it's... It just... is difficult to see. You know? And I mean, like... And, and in general, the family guy cuts do not do this series any favors. I know you didn't see as many of them in the later seasons, but, like, every time they happen in the earlier seasons, like... Just... Like, they're, they're th- fighting a bad guy, and, like, it's... Becoming a bit of a quagmire. His whole team fighting their whole team and everything is just getting very difficult and, and kind of uncontrolled. And his, his cut will be, this is worse than Parker, family game night. And then for a full minute. Yahtzee. <laughs> yeah, go back to Aunt May beating, you know, beating Peter know Parker how, at board they they games. don't know how to pace... They don't know how to
0: pace the plots so that that doesn't happen, so that you don't just have an endless fight scene for ten minutes.
1: It's amazing, like it's it, just amazingly bad direction. <laughs> do you think
0: the reason they didn't do better writing is because they didn't have time? Because they were so focused on not perjuring themselves with all this comic continuity? Because like, oh, you mess up, you mess up one of these characters, you know? I don't powers, think so. You're going get a, you're gonna get a letter.
1: Remember, they are drawing on source material that is already a comic. <clears throat> the work is done. You know, they, they, they don't have to per, they don't have to worry about perjuring themselves because they're just, you know, clipping out what the- is already written down for the most part. Or at least they can. Like maybe oh, they're making yeah. original content. I, I don't uh, feel like. At this like- point, why would you? Yeah, it's already there. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, I can't, I can't overstate how big of a drag it is to have yeah. this, this tonal shift for these one liners and these, uh, and these family guy cuts. Like, a huge pet peeve of mine in media, and in real life, is when someone wants me to laugh and it's not funny. Have you ever been in this situation? Constantly. Someone's like, I gotta show you this YouTube video. My immediate reaction is, email it to me. I am not gonna watch this thing while you are standing over my shoulder waiting for me to laugh. I won't (laughs) be laughing, and I'll hate you for it. I to look at
0: you and laugh at you and not pay attention to the video. I I just can't do it. Because the funny thing is that you think this works.
1: Yeah, it's going to be embarrassing for one or both of us. Send me a YouTube. I'll watch it on my own later. And if I am impressed, I will bring it back up and thank you for it. And if I'm not, we'll never bring it up again. Yep. And it's just fucking shoved right in my face. I can't overlook it. How would you like Marvel
0: Universe, like Ultimate Marvel Universe as its show? And then Amazing Spider-Man... Low-level things focus on him, character growth, uh, more of a like a more of like a uh, Danny Phantom kind of thing. Do you think separating those out would fix them, or do you think just the structural problems are too deep?
1: I don't think the structural problems are deep. Like I, I think that this on its own as a, I think the plots are fine. It's just Spider-Man. It, it's just his. It's just his personality is. He's such... a menace. Listen, get let's... me pictures, I'm Parker. <laughs> I Listen, here's one example, okay? Sure. I watched an episode where the whole world has gone to sleep. Some mystical stuff is going on, so Iron Fist, who was able to kind of wake up because he's mystic and whatever, wakes up Spider-Man because Spider-Man's spider sense ties him to the reality in a weird way, which means he's able to enter dreams. That's neat. It's nonsense, but it's okay. I'll take it. Sure. So now he... So now, Spider-Man, Iron Fist, uh, who Iron Fist is a kid in this, um, Iron Fist, uh, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange do battle with the Lord of Nightmares in like a dreamscape. Um, so far, so good. I'm I'm in Lord you, of Nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, e- okay, and so they end up fighting him for a while. Nightmares. I don't remember what his plan was. Make everyone asleep so he can take control of the world, or I don't know. Night, the Lord the of plant. Nightmares attempts to dishearten all of them by showing them their greatest fear, showing them their worst nightmare. The thing that he shows Spider-Man, can you guess it? Oh, does he fail Mary Jane? No, he shows him Uncle Ben.
0: That's not a fear. That's a thing that happened.
1: Yeah, but and, and that's exactly why it doesn't work. It is because Spider-Man like, looks at Uncle Ben and like embraces him and he's like, I'm so happy to see you again. And the Lord of Nightmares is like, what is going on? Why are you not like... A blubbering mess for your failure and he turns around real cool guy style and goes this is my everyday i'm always dealing with this hmm. you can't show me anything that i haven't been beating myself up for for de- for a <laughs> decade or or, or or for years and that's so cool because we get yeah. fabric into his character it informs this transformation into being a responsible superhero and it also turns the tide making it a super dramatic moment that's great isn't that awesome yeah, and then in like the next scene, or like in a previous scene, Spider-Man is trying to do his version of magic to try to fight their magic, and it, and he's like, and he like opens up a deck of playing cards, and he's like, by the power of pinochle, and like makes it rain <laughs> playing cards on the Lord of Nightmares. Oh, and it's like, yeah, I see what you're five saying. five minutes <laughs> apart, man. I I just yeah yeah
0: I how do you drag out that pathos and spread it around better?
1: It, and and you just have to not have the one-liner guy doing, like, you can't have, I can't have Andrew Garfield in my Toby Maguire. I can't. Yeah. They're incompatible.
0: And, and that's, that's the, that's the greater thing is, the, you know, there's, there's a ton of episodes. This is a, a fairly long running series. It's prolific, series. which maybe um, informs the lack of writing. <laughs> it's, I would say that overall the dialogue is quippy, sometimes even witty, but Rarely funny,
1: yeah. And this is why Deadpool works as a quippy, witty thing is because it's so. What we're watching is something like, yeah, okay, he has a backstory, but his personality lends itself to this kind of distractness, mm-hmm. um, much better than Spider-Man's, and he's also in a much more contained setting, and it it fits his. It makes sense with his character uh,
0: in Deadpool 2 When he like has a power dampener and he doesn't have his regeneration.
1: The jokes kind of go away for a little yeah, bit. He's a man who's dying of cancer in a prison. Spoilers for Deadpool 2. Oh, you man. could have predicted this like, audience. <laughs> 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 and So like, yeah, it's, you know, of course he loses that nature. And of course he has that nature because he can't die. Like one informs the other. I almost wonder if that would have been hard to do in cartoon form as opposed to live action movie form. Certainly a kid's cartoon. It would have been harder. I also think that Deadpool's just better set up to handle it, but... I don't know. Combination of bad writing and and difficult interconnectedness between the MCU and Deadpool. I can deal Parker's with fourth story. wall breaking when done well for a movie. I don't know if I can handle it for a season of a, of a TV show. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It sounds we... like it bothered you less than it bothered me, though. Which bit? Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, I,
0: I, I, I've read a lot of superhero comics, and that I just... It kind of goes past me, Hmm. you know. uh, How many times I'm I'm reading, uh, you know, the Legion of Superheroes or something, and uh, I'll switch Ultra Boy is saying I'll switch my powers to invulnerability and then asterisk, and then I know the editor's
1: note is going to be Ultra Boy can only use one power at a time. He's also flying by the use of his flight ring. I remember the (laughs) saying.
0: Just just
1: constantly they were, I believe. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong Zane. this is when they were escaping from the trans-dimensional planetary overlord Nardo's prison fortress so good, <laughs> but yeah did I get the, the name comics, right I'm pretty sure I did
0: yeah Nardo oh he had that uh, radiation ring or oh, something man. three eyes one eye who knows <laughs> um but yeah in any comics actually you know they'll a superhero will Refer to another one by their first name, and you'll get an asterisk, and it'll be like Wonder Woman's real name is Diana Prince. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, guy, how dumb am I? Do you yeah. think? And so, so you're just a little bit more resilient. I'm inured. I guess I'm inured to it. Yeah, it's a comic. I I know that they're going to insult my intelligence a little bit, and I don't
1: mind because I like spectacle. Yeah, and and the spectacle of this really works. Um like, yeah, can we talk about the fighting? Absolutely. I mean, on top of the fact that this is a big sell of nostalgia and cashing in on a franchise which is wildly popular right now, the mm-hmm. fighting, dude, go go, go ahead and tell me about this. Uh, the fight, it's very
0: dynamic. You've got good choreography. You've got a bunch of different characters. The combinations of characters keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, add in different terrains, add in different reasons that they're fighting, and you have kind of have just an infinite expanse. And a lot of times, it feels like the rest of the show is just set up to get to this.
1: Yeah, it and, and um, it does. It does feel like it does feel like this is like their pride and joy of the show, given how mm-hmm. kind of not good the writing is and how good the fight scenes are. Um, and I really, yeah, I, I really dig all of the choreography. I think that some of the attention to detail for some like this is a newer show. And so it benefits yeah. from a lot of advanced choreography techniques that maybe weren't available. Yeah, because you see stuff in
0: live action now that wasn't possible with earlier effects. Yeah. And then you and you didn't see all the movements in the comics. So you see something like this and you're like, Spider-Man, by virtue of his webs and his ability to shift momentum completely
1: on a dime, like... It opens up the combat space tremendously. Yeah, you can kind of feel the G-forces on his arms when he's doing that. Like, it, it's very fluid, and it's very convincing. Yeah, do a lashing over to that wall, and then, you know, lash him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, it feels great. And um, uh, what what I mean by—I don't mean in reference to comics. I mean in reference to other cartoons. This feels very—this um, feels like it was uh, very well uh, executed. This is, yeah, this is where a lot of the effort went. Yeah, absolutely. There's, like, a lot of good motion shakes when, like, something someone takes a, a strong kick. Like, I saw, like, kind of, like, faux, like fake camera shaking stuff, like it would be in Cloverfield or something, that I kind of dig. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time, we're going to be, like, following someone's perspective, as opposed to just watching, like, a 2D panel, and that requires a lot of, kind of, difficult camera rotation and, you know, um, like, a. You know, looking down the barrel of their gun or something like that. Um, yeah, a lot of the good perspective and the fact that the choreography is like there's tons of frames you can. It doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't feel like choppy or 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 simple. Everyone's moving. Everyone's kind of all in the fracas.
0: Yeah, and there's a ton of stuff going on, but it's usually pretty predictable, so it's not overwhelming. You know, Captain America throws his shield, um, and it bounces off of things you understand angles you can kind of follow where that's gonna go uh, but when you know, it
1: hits the wall at the angle it looks great it looks good yeah because it bounces off and it keeps it, it feels like it has weight to it and when like the shield's coming at the camera it's like elongating and like it's kind of getting deformed to denote its speed it just looks mm-hmm. real it's just like i mean they knew what they were doing with animation i will say that this is one of the reasons
0: why i liked that collector arc where they're just constantly fighting because yeah. the fighting's real
1: good. And, and, and the problem. Okay, so that is true. And whenever the fighting is is happening, that's all great. Unless Spider Man says anything. Don't talk, Spider Man. If he doesn't open his mouth, <laughs> everything's great. Don't speak.
0: Don't speak. Shh. Just
1: go. <laughs> don't speak. <laughs> don't speak with your perfect spider lips. That I assume you have. <laughs> that I assume spiders it's not have. Like
0: just like is that awful insect mouth underneath oh man
1: yeah like i mean i always like like, side pincers and top and down pincers i mean like when you think when you start to think about spider dna incepting spider-man or physiology or whatever and incepting (laughs) i can't stop using that word when you start to think about how spider-man has kind of become better than a person in every single way and not gotten any spider drawbacks i always like how would it be grosser Like what? What what could have happened that would have been a bad like aesthetic difficulty? And I'm thinking like little spider legs out the side of his face, or maybe like the man comes out the the butt.
0: What's that? If just webbing comes out the butt.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, or near the butt doesn't
0: actually. It would come out through like the spine. And then then he's wearing assless chaps in his (laughs) uniform, (laughs) (laughs) or like one of those like overalls with the button flap.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then he would just be he would be shouting wild wild west quips the entire time. Flip flip. <laughs> flip flip partner um
0: <coughs> so yeah spider-man you know he has that chaotic energy uh so it's like best part of the fighting worst part of the dialogue yep um there as for the rest of the animation like the way the characters look um surprisingly there's like not a lot of edge here the characters look a bit toned down or even kitty compared to like
1: justice league or teen titans I did notice that when Groot would attack someone, he didn't do it with like awesome like tree tendrils. He did it by punching. Yeah, when Iron you, Fist you, attacked something, he didn't do any crazy flips. He did it by punching. It's blunt force. There's not a lot. There's no stabbing here. Right. Nobody's getting stabbed. I, I, um, do you think it maybe was an effort to make Spider-Man pop better? I think the aesthetic
0: works. I think it's more a way of evening out all these different properties in a way that doesn't look jarring. Mm. Um, you know, you've got Hulk, you've got the Guardians, you've got Beings of Infinite Madness, you've got the Nightmare Master, or whatever. Uh, they all have to kind of share the same space. So yeah. softening the features kind of prevents things from ballooning out. And also, I imagine, makes it easier to animate. I don't I don't think I know exactly what you mean. So, like... Um, you can look at Spider-Man. Um, you cu- you could see you know the definition and the ridges on his costume and the like little uh, spider patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in in uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, it was clear to like Maguire. he's wearing a costume. There's cloth there. Uh, in this, it it kind of looks like a bunch of eggs stacked on top of each other. <laughs> like it's everything's really everything's really smooth and and rounded.
1: Uh, the rest. I don't of his know how team, to describe it. <laughs> the rest of his team definitely looks like too sleek. Sleek,
0: yeah it's it's sleek. Um, like everyone's costume know, look is sleek Tiger.
1: and shiny and pristine.
0: You I, look at White yeah. Tiger, and clearly she's got claws, but they don't look like they could actually like stab somebody. It looks more like a scratching post look, kind of material. They look like
1: plastic. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and like I think everyone kind of looks like Power Man. Looks like a series of like increasingly bulky balloons. Like, it's the difference between a sword and a lightsaber. Like, Nor- like Nova was uh, made out of Legos, clearly. Like a
0: Toys R Us lightsaber. Right.
1: Yeah, it it, it does look a little cartoony because of the, cause of the cleanness to it. Um,
0: you know, um, Iron Man doesn't look like he's encased in a suit of metal. It just looks like this is a dude what is painted red and yellow and has very few facial features.
1: Yeah, he looks very blocky. Yeah. I'm not into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like I I this, I didn't this mind just passed it. I just noticed it. This just passed my mind. Um Sure. It it seems like maybe that was a deliberate effort to draw attention towards Spider-Man and away from everything else. Why why are we actually even doing that? Um I don't know. I I I really think it's just a
0: way to make everything fit. You I'm know, wondering- you don't have you you have to animate them through battles. It's not like in comics where you can add more definition because you only have to do six panels on this thing.
1: Let's look at a, let's look at a couple other properties for a second. Uh, Teen Titans and Young Justice. The main difference we have with these DC properties to this Marvel property is that we're not focused on any individual. So, what if it was like Baby Avengers? Yeah, as like as like a like Avengers babies and make your dreams come true. Uh, If 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 we instead had a like if we instead made the focus on the group as opposed to the individual, I know it's a different property at that point. But how does it change everything, and does it fix some of the problems? Um,
0: I think it fixes. Well, I think you know, babies is a little, little lower in tone. No, I'm not babies. I'm picturing like, you know, you're you're playing Knots and you summon Iron Man and he looks he looks like one of those Scribble Knots guys, but Iron Man. <laughs> I,
1: I meant I meant like more Teen Titans or Young Justice teenager yeah. teams. Like they have the team here. They've got a team here. What if they just didn't make Spider-Man or point of reference character and just made him one of the team? Hmm. Maybe the leader yeah. of the team, given that he has real world experience. Um, I you know I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with this show
0: it's just not well written. Um having the Avengers as like as sort of a more young justice type of thing. I I don't know if there's a ton of differences even in you know the art style. The the only thing that's coming to mind in terms of the difference is Young Justice was a bit more detailed and the camera was always slightly above.
1: No 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 there's huge there's, there's huge differences here. It's like Young Justice is Tonally far more grimdark than yeah, this. It's, it's, a, it's a little It's a little edgy Yeah, but, well, I mean, as a fan of edge I, I think that that would appeal to me More personally
0: Yeah, like that episode where Kid Flash has to transport that
1: organ That's so, oh man, I love that episode <laughs> It's it's real dark Yeah, and we can, you know Every so often we should focus on one of the team And then we can get that Spider-Man You know, Mary Jane shit in there That's fine, just not sure. all the time with it so are you talking tonally or just an animation I, I I think tonally it's is the problem I think the animation is good overall
0: yeah I they they My contradict myself. I've seen remember. this before
1: they're they're trying to hit it halfway I do like the uh, the introductions to the characters because it does make it look like it's a motion comic like I feel like when they draw from comic source material stuff to make things look like they're in panels like samurai Jack I think <laughs> that's pretty cool mm-hmm um, and I'm I'm always glad when it happens. You get a I nice this... splash image for a new character, and they're making an action pose.
0: The show does a lot of things right. Yeah, it's it's just polish and too much focus on Spider-Man.
1: I, I think that it has a fundamental tonal problem too. But you know, I think that that I think that one specifically is more bothersome to me than your average viewer. Mm-hmm. And if you are kind of like into that Family Guy <laughs> crowd, you'd probably enjoy those parts better. I think I don't mind it as much just because
0: that is the tone that a lot of the Marvel movies have been hitting
1: lately. Uh, but but it's with properties that are well, first of all those are movies so you can do silly and serious at different points in the movie and it'll still cohere.
0: Yeah here you need to cram it all into 22.
1: Exactly. And the, Like uh, Teen Titans had it where you were either having a serious episode or maybe a silly episode. That might have been a better fit here. I just don't know if Drake Bell's personality can really can really <laughs> you know measure up in those in those serious ways. Um, let, let's talk about sound for a, a quick minute. I don't really have too much. Yeah, well, what I like about the music in this is that it is very often lighthearted fanfare, uh, like it's a stage play or Hot Fuzz or something, and it's a lot of young person music. So it kind of felt like Rocket Power, and there there were like a lots of drums and guitars. Yeah, yeah. And that fits this surfer dude, Spider Man, pretty good. This smart alecky teenage, you know, troublemaker.
0: You're appealing to the young kids. You need something that's got energy, consistent beat, no words. You know, that's 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 the sound you're going to get.
1: Yeah, it's nothing special in that genre of music, but I think it's definitely fits. Yeah, um, it's it's not subtractive. We we should talk about both the dialogue and sound effects, though. So as you said the Let's the, start with the sound effects. Yeah, the sound <laughs> effects are pretty bad. <laughs> as good as the animation is, the sound effects are I mean it's it's because they're using a tone that doesn't work for me. So often am I watching Spider-Man, you know, he he's kicking Doc off uh, D- Doc Ock in his, you know, considerable knees and you know, there will be good clang sound effects but the second he like turns the camera and does a one-liner wh- suddenly i mean looney tunes
0: <laughs> yeah just the you know if you're gonna do heavy thwacks and you know you've got that consistent flip and you've got the flip noise and the you know jumping over things kind of whoosh sound that's all one thing mm-hmm. but if you got banana peel slip if you've got coconuts if you got running you know scooby-doo antics that's a different thing
1: yeah, in the... And it should be different. Yeah, it, and, it, and it isn't different. It's all in the these same are, goddamn these barrel. These are on
0: different sound effects CDs. Yes. Don't, <laughs> don't make a don't make a mixtape of this.
1: Not even a B-side. We can't even handle that. Um, yeah, while e. Coyote's Greatest Hits does not belong in this show. And, like, one example, he's talking to I think Star-Lord, and Star-Lord is listing a bunch of heroes from the Earth. And the bottom of the list is Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's like, <laughs> On the bottom of the list, and he's hanging upside down by a thread, and he goes back up the thread, dejected. Do you know what sound effect is in place there? Oh, is it that, like, slide whistle? It's a goddamn slide whistle.
0: <laughs> it seems like it would be a slide whistle. I was picturing slide whistle in my head. <laughs> it's awful. This is a, like in the dejected. middle of a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, uh, it, it, somebody punches somebody, makes a sound. Spider moving up on a web it shouldn't make a sound. <laughs> yeah. Like it
1: wouldn't have taken away. What is the, uh, what's, uh, what is that one terminology for when a person does like kind of a Hanna-Barbera sound effect and you know what it is because the, uh, because you're just used to that meaning a thing. So like the, the sound of Fred Flintstone trying to run away in his car? It's iconography. Yeah, it is iconography. So It's like, the opposite of an onomatopoeia. Yeah. It's a sound that's not the sound that's the sound. Good sentence. Uh, so, like, when Spider-Man is, like, climbing up a wall and it'll have, like, a, you know, quick, like, scales on a marimba, that's what we're mm-hmm. dealing with
0: here. Right. You uppercut a guy and, it, you know, toaster's done kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <It> doesn't work.
1: <laughs> and that didn't happen, but it could have. Yeah. It's, it, it's that weird kind of surrealism that... You know, again, Deadpool would traffic in. I don't. Know, yeah. I don't know if Spider-Man <laughs> traffics in that. You do. You do a whole movie
0: like, uh, like you know, Kung Pao into the Fist, where it's goofy and things are supposed to like not
1: sync up. You know, that fits fine. Yeah, or like an entire field of people all getting killed at the same time, and each one individually does the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> I, I really I, I kind of want to see that now where like they like everyone knows the Wilhelm scheme gets used sparingly on, and occasionally in movies because it's a great sound but I would really love the meta joke of everybody in a scene doing it
0: <laughs>
1: you're just shaking your head
0: at me like that wouldn't be great but we both know it it would be great it, it, it would be great I'm trying to imagine like could you do it in a way that it becomes the soundtrack <laughs> um, <laughs> that's somehow less
1: tenable should get Silver Gunner to mix it up so, uh, dialogue and then done? Yeah. Um, th- so, as you said, the writing is pretty bad. I don't like any of the one-liners. And also, like, I want to give an example for how bad the dialogue is in not just, like, a talking way, but also in, like, an edit way. Like, Okay. Uh, like, I don't know whether this was they clipped the episode at a weird point to make it shorter or, you know, the dot or whether just, like, the writing is real bad. But it's, like... Either way that this is a problem is like unforgivable garbage. (laughs) So I I know I keep bringing it up, but this is when I wrote some notes. Uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy episode, Nova and Spider-Man are trying to stop this cannon. So they're at the control scheme and spider Man's like kind of hacking into it. And he's like, we have to stop it. And Nova's like, how do we stop it? And Spider-Man's like, I don't know. And literally the next sentence is Nova saying, I can stop it. I know I can. And Spider-Man's saying, it's too risky. What are they talking about? (laughs) There there was no strategy discussed. It's not like there was any time for Gutter to be there for them to discuss a plan. It's literally, look at Nova, look at Spider-Man, look at Nova, look at Spider-Man. They're talking. They're two different conversations.
0: Yeah, like one of them is saying, stop, like, come up with a plan, end it. And the other one's saying, stop, like, what if I push it?
1: But it's not made clear that that's what's happening. There's no time for it to happen in. Like I understand the concept of gutter in the middle of a show, we can cut away and then come back, or we can do commercial break and come back.
0: Yeah, you 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 know you have object permanence. You've been working on that. Yeah, and we're, we're I've, proud I've of been, you for it. I've been studying,
1: it, but this, just, is, this
0: goes beyond. Yeah, yeah and I think that might have just been editing as opposed to bad dialogue. How does dialogue. that get past? How does that get past you? Yeah, but rest assured, the dialogue is also pretty bad. There's no quality control here. No.
1: Yeah, so 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 let let me round out what I think are the highlights and low points of this series. I love seeing crossovers in the MCU. Like that gets me on a very, you know, dopamine squirt kind of level. Yeah. If I see Thor, I'm into it. Not in general, but like as a cameo. Um, Yeah. So I I think that the, all the, the, all the cameo nature is fine. The animation is beautiful and like really high production. And that those are the only good parts to me. I think everything else just falls so flat. Mm -hmm. Um, Tonally, it's garbage. Spider-Man, we don't don't know kind of what character he's trying to be, but it's it's too dissonant with the setting. And all the writing is pretty bad. I agree with you on most of those points. I don't think
0: the, you know, schlockiness and, you know, treating dangerous situations with as much levity as they do. Mm. I don't think it, it dragged on me as much. Um, just because I'm more used to that, but yeah, overall, I think this is a, I think this is a reasonable adaptation of Spider-Man as a character and how he works. But I don't think it's,
1: I don't think it's great. I, I don't want you to like. I also like. It's pretty clear that I hate this show, but I, sure. I know that at the beginning of this episode, you said you kind of liked it. I don't want you to feel like you have to walk that back. Just no, to I appease don't. I'm, me. Not,
0: I'm not walking that back. You made you raised some very good points about why it doesn't work, but I still. You know, I didn't mind watching it. I don't want to watch more. I think I'd be very interested to read the comics. I think you might enjoy the that collector arc that I saw. Okay. <clears throat> um, that focuses on the fighting, that that makes the stakes kind of even out in a nice way, that has a ton of crossover agents. Like, I think they can do it well. It's just real hit or miss with the episodes for me.
1: Maybe I got a particularly heinous batch. I mean, that's always episodes, a concern.
0: There were episodes where I was five minutes in, and I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive out. Yeah, I know, I know now that like, oh, we're you know, we're focusing on Iron Fist, and you know, the plot hasn't technically started, and it's past the point where the plot should have started. So, why should I show up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why should I show up for that? Impress me,
1: Spider Man Ultimate. All right, well, well, I I I worry at the end of these episodes that I just complained about theme too much and that I'm becoming a caricature of myself, but I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, that's Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh certainly not the Ultimate
0: Spider-Man, but an Ultimate Spider-Man. Yep. Yep. It, he's a Penultimate
1: Spider-Man. I would say he's the Anti-Penultimate Spider-Man.
0: Mhm.
1: Anti like A N T E like Antichamber? Yeah. Okay. It's the third
0: Anti-Penultimate is third.
1: Okay, you don't mean like the negative second? No,
0: no, I mean the th- the third. Okay. You know how anti penultimate frisbee is the third best game you can play with a disc?
1: The first two being uh Ultimate and Ultimate Ultimate Frisbee and Jackie Chan using uh garbage tin lens to knock out <laughs> drug lords. That's right. Yep. Anyway, Ben, what are we watching next time? Uh so next time we are watching <sighs> Arthur. Because it's a wonderful kind of day. You can learn to work and play and get along with each other. I'm very looking forward to Arthur. I watched an episode of it.
0: It's exactly as you remember. I think it might just be a little bit on the far side of, like, this is intended for kids too young for us to really appreciate, even on its own merits. It is we're a good going, show, though.
1: We're going to have to step outside of ourselves in order to find out anything about the show. We can't we do need, it from reflex enjoyment. We need to bring some six-year-olds on. There are some shows show. where I I like a show and I don't know why I like a show. Like I'm sure I've done this with 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 shows that we've done so far, where I don't think the show maybe is that good, but I just I just kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I watched a I watched a show recently, the the Canadian um, Netflix show called The Hollow. And I watched through all of it, and I really enjoyed it, and I don't think it was very good. <laughs> you know there, there's a level of enjoyment for a show that kind of goes beyond reasons for me, or I just don't know the reasons. I'm going to have to set that part of myself aside to watch something like Arthur, because there's I won't be able to fundamentally enjoy it while I'm watching it. So let's yeah. get out our most our, our let's get out our most objective of rubrics in order to try to grade that.
0: Yeah, I I think it'll be a good challenge. It's just not something I'm really looking forward to just because, um, you know, if I'm not enjoying it on its own, like, on a subjective level, um, doing the extra work to understand it on a more objective level, is just, it, it's just an extra hurdle.
1: Yeah. That said, did you realize it's still going on today? I did not. Um, way to go. I didn't realize that Aardvark's lived that long. Oh, yeah. He's an Aardvark, right? Uh, yeah, is he like a, or just like he isn't? He's like a bear. I don't understand. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what he is. Okay. Rawr.
0: Yeah. And then uh, after that, yeah. what are we doing after that, Zane? It is uh, time for another movie, bootlegged.
1: Ooh <gasps> are we and doing what I think we're doing?
0: Yeah. Well, we have a. We're going to be having a guest. We're going to have JT from the uh, Cocktail Party Congress on to What's look he, at the CTC,
1: the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The Cinnamon
0: Toast Crunch. Uh, and we're going to watch something that we watched when we were young enough to eat, Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
1: Carrot Top. Back in, in action. A, a time Before Lands. The Land Before Time. Lovely, lovely. I'm going to have to bring up that anecdote about Ducky. Which one? Uh, The one about uh the child actor who played her. Oh, yes. Very sad. Oh, yeah. It'll, uh, I'm going to be bringing it up. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was.
0: I just know that it was very sad. Well, I'll save it for then. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Audience, if you want to be very sad, go ahead and keep listening to the Cartoncast. (laughs) If
1: you want to be an ultimate fan, go ahead and write into the Cartoncast. Go ahead and go to our Facebook page and leave a comment or go to our website at cartoncast.com or fancybat.com, our group website, to look at the other um, shows on the network. If you really like us, we would really appreciate going to iTunes and leaving a rating or review so that we can... Start uh, getting that getting the name out. Um, or beyond that, just go ahead and tell your friends about the show if you think they'd enjoy listening.
0: Tell your friends not to watch Ultimate Spider-Man, but Don't do instead it. Watch, to watch Ultimate Muscle. The, yeah, watch Ultimate Muscle. Watch Spider-Man: Homecoming, and watch Ultimate Homecoming. Ooh, Ultimate Homecoming! And watch Ultimate Homecoming. Like every episode is like a different school. No, no, no. Muscle
1: homecoming, way better. <laughs> it's people from a bodybuilder school coming back in 10 years and being ashamed that they're now the head of a tech industry as opposed to a bodybuilder.
0: Oh, you think you think they'll be looked down on. I think upon? it's inversed. Everyone's yeah, still think...
1: wearing their masks? Yeah, well, it, you, have, you never take off your mask.
0: Well, if you became, you know, major tech CEO and were no longer a wrestle man. It's, <laughs> it's a different mask,
1: clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're all just my book. Masks. We're all wearing masks. They're just different kinds of masks and th- sometimes our masks are our faces. Uh, sometimes our masks are our faces and we don't really connect to the world outside <laughs> because we're putting on a brave front. But the really the brave front is the front that we front to other people because we don't understand ourselves. I can't <laughs> do
0: it as good as you. Have you ever read the book Brave New Front? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like I, an exercise manual it. <laughs> Yeah that's, that's, It's like a warm front before the dystopia Sure <laughs> Like hey things sure are nice Today <laughs> Yeah I really hope that nothing bad happens To like, like society Yeah on a society level
2: i kick your
1: ass Get to Tiananmen Square Oh yeah, motherfucker, I'm gonna kick your fucking dairy hair, yeah, yeah You
3: broke the rules, now I pull out all your pubic hair You motherfucker You motherfucker